0: super excited because if you're listening to this like on the day on the day that it drops so it drops on a thursday that means that the app something that i mean we've been working on this the whole team me jay everyone else involved has been working on this for a really really long time and i know for you jay it's been like almost like a culmination of your evolution in training like what it is that you're training for now and trying to like bring this solution to a bunch of people that are in the same season of life that you're kind of in that's beyond, you know, trying to climb a leaderboard and trying to get better at exercising for the sake of exercising, but really kind of like turning the page in, in, you know, your life to now like, Hey, I need to be a protector. I need to be a provider. I need to be, you know, a a force to be reckoned with that like is going to inspire and provide and protect my family, my community, the people around me. I know that that's something you're super passionate about, something I'm super passionate about. And um, we're excited to bring this app to life. That's supposed to be the tool to help people do just that. So if you're yep. catching this episode the day it drops, which hopefully you are, cause you love it. Then tomorrow is the day you'll probably get an email. You'll probably see on social, You'll definitely hear about it. You'll have a chance to download that app and get ready for training that starts on Monday. If you're kind of playing catch up and you're listening to this, you know, one, two days after it drops, you can literally right now head to the app store, download the train hard app and get set up to start training on Monday. There we go. Visit that th.fit. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: really a culmination for me. I mean, I started like, we've talked about this countless times, but I started in the fitness space when I was 15. I learned a lot since I was 15. Right. And I've learned a lot about training. I've learned a lot about my goals. I've evolved my goals. And now my goals are, you know, I want to be able to provide for my family, provide experiences, always say yes. Like I put up something on uh, uh, Instagram the other day because it was super meaningful to me. Like I was in the middle of a super tough workout and I was like, I was grinding. It was humid here. So I was sweating my ass off, which is very weird for California. And uh, dude, I was just reminded, like, the reason why I do this is that when the kids get home and they want to go do something, like, let's go do it like always having the ability to go do the thing. And so this app for me represents a community of people who want to be able to have the fitness to be able to go do the thing that their kid wants to go do or do the thing that life demands of them. And I think that's a different outlook than if you had asked me 10 years ago what the ideal app should do. It should have been able to help people hit peak performance and CrossFit and set PRs and things like that. And not that those goals aren't good, they are good very good for a very, for a select group of people. It's just, for me, my goals have evolved. It's more about having a fitness program that helps me perform outside the gym and be able to go do other things. And that's where this comes into play and still blend in my jujitsu and other things that I like to do. So, you know, anyway, stay tuned on the app, make sure you guys check that out, but that's not the entire podcast. We're not going to talk about talk. We're not going to talk about
0: that all day today. No, no. And you know, when, when you say that about like being able to always provide, um, you know experiences and and kind of stuff like that one thing that ariel my wife actually pointed out the other day so i talked about this a few i think it was a few months ago at this point but i had purchased that my life in weeks calendar right yeah that thing. which <laughs> yeah it's like you check off dude it's not depressing it's the best one but more yeah, week, it's um that's I'm right that's right dying. so so you you buy this calendar and it's essentially it's a bunch of dots right and each dot represents a week and the idea is every week you fill in a dot and it's a very like real representation of the fact that like, Hey man, we got one ride here and you know, time's definitely ticking. You're not going to get that week back. And I completely understand. I know I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but I understand the fact that, you know, it might not be everyone's cup of tea because Hey, you know, it's, it's facing that on a weekly basis, you know, depending on how you take it could be negative, could be a little like, man, like, but when I read the book, they got me to purchase it. I think that on the flip side, it's also just a constant reminder of like, man, like I got to make the most of this week. Cause like once you fill in that dot, dude, it's a permanent Sharpie marker. Like there's no going back and erasing those dots, man. Once they're on there, they're on there. And one thing that Ariel pointed out, cause she watches me do it. I, I do it every Sunday night before bed is every time that I go up there, apparently I say that was a week well spent. And she's noticed that. And I hadn't even like it's not like something that I do on purpose. It's not like whatever. It's just like, I go up there and I'm like, I was a week well spent. And then I go and I fill in my dot and we go to bed and that's it. And it was just really cool for her, A, her to notice it. But B, I think I've gotten a lot out of like literally, cause I, I reflect a little bit when I go up to it and like, you know, fill in my dot. Cause I'm like, Hey, what, what happened this week? Like, man, like Shay stood for like five seconds for the first time. Like, I watched my, I watched my kids. Like he's starting to walk, he's getting close or like, you know, like, Hey, we had a really good work trip and had some good meetings. You know, I saw Jay, saw the guys, like saw Jordan, like we had a good time. Like I have a moment when I fill in that dot that I like reflect on the week and, and yeah, like I can't remember a time where I'm not like, yeah, that was a week well spent. Like that was good. Like I'm putting my dot in, I'm not getting that week back, but I'm happy with it. And, um, brings me to like what I wanted to talk today, which was, well, no, sorry, What I wanted to say was that's the reason that we train, right? Because I never want to get to that little point of reflection for the week and be like, "Man, like Shay really wanted to go on a hike and I just like couldn't do it, or like I didn't have the energy this week, like couldn't get all those things done that I wanted to do. I was just super exhausted, or I'm in pain, or whatever. Like I never want fitness and my body's ability to be the reason that I go fill in my dot on my calendar and not feel like I, I, I it was a week well-spent. Like, I Sure, other things are going to happen that might make some weeks not ideal, but the thing that's in my control, like me taking care of my health, me taking care of my nutrition, me taking care of my fitness, I never want that to be the reason that I go at the end of the week and think about that week and be like, man, I would have had a better week had I been in better shape, not been in pain, felt better, better energy, so on and so forth. So yeah. that's how I tie it back to what you were saying and, and what we're trying to do with the Train Hard Act.
1: I like that idea. And that's really interesting that she noticed that you were saying that like subconsciously, right Nah, it's been a good week. Like that reminds me of like that Jocko thing we brought up uh, on last. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Had a good year, had a bad year. Doesn't matter. Um, But the same thing applies. You know, I think that uh, as your day goes on, I think recognizing that, you know, stuff's going to come up. I was telling Gabe this earlier, like, you know, with, with us, um, you know, dude, I got, I got a daughter who's about to turn 13. I have a son that's about to turn 10 and my, concerns and, uh, parenting is much different than in Gabe's situation. It's it's not better. It's not worse. It's just different. They're, they're different seasons of what's going on. Gabe's trying to, you know, make sure that his son has a clean diaper and whatever else is going on. And I'm trying to make sure that we're navigating, you know, young adults in the appropriate way. They're just different parts. And sometimes that can be tough. Um, and sometimes it's harder than others. And this is, we actually were, I, I did a prequel to this podcast and then we stopped, but like, there's times in your life where if you look at it in terms of like family, business, fitness, it's rare for all of them to be crushing it all the time. And when it is, you got to have gratitude, but sometimes you'll have like these different levers and some are doing a little bit better than others. Right. And I think just recognizing that, that it's going to be a season, you're going to go through it. It's going to be a little bit of a hurdle. And then you'll get past it. And then it'll be good again in these different areas and using exercise and workouts as a way to, keep you at equilibrium in terms of your mindset for that day, in terms of your mindset, how you're showing up for other people, I think is important because right now, you know, we're going through, you know, we're, we're we're, obviously we talked about this a little bit last week, but you know, my daughter, we're, we're working with her on, on um, some eating type things and it's not easy, but if I show up in the gym, if I get my mind right, when I approach those situations, I'll approach it in a much more forgiving way than if I like have all this anxiety built up, all this anxiousness, I just, I don't show up as well. And I reflect on that later on. So the best time for me to make an impact is when I'm at equilibrium, when I'm just at a nice smooth, because it's not going to help anybody to be reactive or be emotional. And exercise for me is my outlet to be able to do those things. Same thing with my, my son. And I had to remind myself that he is only nine years old the other day because we're playing baseball, we're doing stuff. And he just, he was, I don't know, he just did something. I reminded myself like, Hey bro, he's only nine years old. He might act like he's a you know young man, but he's only nine years old. Give him some grace. But exercise and fitness allows me to kind of approach those situations with more of a level-headed playing field, which I think is really important to, to demonstrate to your kids too. And um, I just thought I'd share that with you.
0: Yeah, man. It makes you less, I, I mean, I'm definitely always in a better mood after I work out. And I think like your baseline mood is going to obviously affect how you react to anything because there's going to be things like, dude, even now with a one-year-old and, and even with Ariel, my wife, like- It's, it's naive to say that there's not going to be moments where anyone, even the people you love the most, like rub you the wrong way. Like it happens. But I think that being in just like a baseline of like, I'm not moody. I'm not like resentful. I'm not like, you know, in a bad energy allows you to take a step back and maybe be like, Oh Could that be because, you know, my wife is raising our toddler and she's six months pregnant and give her a little bit of grace and like not, you know, make it seem like something's a bigger deal than it is like, yeah, but you're only able to like take that step back and be like, man, like, you know, I should just chill out here. If you're like in a good baseline, whereas if you're like already kind of like, you know, super revved up, haven't worked out, feel crummy, didn't get a good night of sleep, ate a bunch of junk food the day before, like, good luck being level headed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then it can snowball and, and become something that it never should have been. Had you just been in a good place and also like practice this idea of like, take a deep breath, give it a second and everything's fine. Dude. Did you see that from Patrick bet David? That
1: reminds me, this is a really interesting concept. He was talking about when like, let's just say 40 years ago, 30 years ago, even, I mean, shit, maybe even 20 years ago. Uh, Yeah. 20, 30 years ago, if a man was at work or a woman and they got in an argument with their spouse, I don't know if you saw this one. And let's just say, uh, you know, I call, I call my wife and we're having some type of disagreement on whatever it is. Right. And we disagree on something. I'm at the office. I'm using a phone at the office. She's using a phone at home. I then leave the office and I have, let's just say like a 20 minute drive home back in the day when you had a an argument with someone back home, you had like a 20 minute drive where really, there was no distractions because you had no outside levers to pull where you're just like in your own thoughts. You had a moment, you were listening to music, whatever. He was saying like, dude, imagine how your mood shifted from when you left the office to when you got home. You had time to decompress, you had time to compartmentalize, you had time to really say to yourself like, hey, is this really a big deal or am I getting emotional? Nowadays, you get an argument, let's just say you're at work. On the way home that entire time, you could be on the phone, you could be messaging, you could be doing, you know, whatever you could be doing. Right. And still like kind of continuing to like feed and fuel this. Then by the time you get home, it's just more, 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 more. And there's never this time to decompress. And I thought that was a really interesting analogy he used to like this day and age, how quickly we could connect because it's harder to detach from those conversations because it's harder. Like there's no, um. Required time where you can't have access to communication. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for I'm, sure. For sure.
0: I mean, I, I mean even, was really powerful. It makes total sense. And I think that aside from just like um conflict resolution with like, you know, your 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 spouse or your significant other, like it's why Twitter's such a shit show. Because literally you can get into an argument instantaneously without like actually thinking about it. like so many people headline Twitter right? Like you read a headline and then you go and like start an argument about it. How much do you see that in the CrossFit space now? Oh, right. Like in the CrossFit space now, it's like announcement comes out and then it's like comment section of Instagram and everyone, or like the owner's Facebook group. And everyone's like, you know, just getting in an argument instead of just taking a second to be like, Hmm, could there be other reasons for this? How can I best deal with this? No, it's always like This is my knee-jerk reaction. Let me go get into an argument with everyone on the internet. It's terrible. (laughs) Dude, it's terrible. You know what's even worse is
1: if that's your stick. Like, could you imagine if that's your, like, you know, I I got a message from someone who was really powerful. He's like, look, man, the algorithm on on social media, I'm trying to surround myself with positive people, people that want to raise people up, and they want to level up as XYZ. And I found you through the Jocko podcast, he was telling me, and uh, just want to say thanks to the content you put out. I was like, dude, that was super meaningful to me because- Imagine the people on social media who they're stick, like the, what they're actually like generating revenue off of is like being the guys who are being negative. The problem with that is n- you got to just breed more. So like yeah. it, 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 let's just say your first controversy is, you know, a, a, a two out of 10. Well, then the next controversy needs to be a 2.5 and the next controversy needs to be a three. And you're always just chasing more and more negativity because that's, what's getting more clicks. It's very unfortunate the way that social and society is working in that because it does drain on you mentally, even if you don't even realize it. It's something I had to realize during COVID. Dude, I had to stop watching the news, man. I just I just couldn't do it because it was just impacting my state of mind so much that I had to just step away from it. And I found myself to be a much happier person because of it.
0: For sure, man. You're still hearing me, by the way. Yeah, your audio is kind of funky, man. What's going on over there? I played with the knob over here. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. It was like a little loud at first, but then this thing is so sensitive. Anyway, no, I agree, man. And it it like begs the question of how sustainable is that, right? Like, because I think that sometimes people start from a really good place of like, hey, there's this thing that isn't being criticized that I'm going to be the voice of criticizing it. And it's, it's very valid. Like, great, bring that to the forefront, start a conversation, how we can improve. But the problem is that like, if that's what gets you a whole bunch of like, followers and comments and like, yeah, like he's the champion of like criticizing this thing that hasn't been criticized. Then it's like, well, what's the next thing that I have to criticize? And then even when improvements happen, you have to find a way to continue to be like the critique and the negative and this and that. And man, I I mean, I can't imagine how exhausting that is. Um, And again, I think that it always starts from a good place with good intentions. Like I love this thing. I want to improve it. So I'm going to bring this thing to the forefront, start a conversation but it's a slippery slope, right? Because, like you said, like that was a two out of ten, like controversy or criticism. Like you're gonna want more, right? Like we're always like we're trying to do more and more and more. How do you top the last thing? How do you top the last clickbaity, you know, headline, so on and so forth? And next thing you know, it's just like negative, 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 and it's gotta be exhausting. But I don't know, dude. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I for sure.
1: I um I saw a post. I thought this was relevant um to this particular uh, conversation. So do you, you, um, you know, Ryan Mickler, uh, he has the order of man podcast. Remember we've talked about him in the past.
0: Definitely know the order of man podcast, but I didn't recognize, uh, the name off the bat. So he puts up a post and it's a
1: picture of like, um, two beds in the same room. He says, as a single father helping my children navigate the last year of transition has been a challenge to say the least." And, you know, cause him and his wife got divorced and he says, um, It's been hard for me to strike the balance. And this is something I I just, it's been hard for me to strike the balance between being a driving disciplined force for good in, in the boys' lives and one who is able to comfort here and see them fully and allow them to rest and reset at the same time. Right. That's what he was saying. And I wrote back and I, I said, I struggle with this same balance. Last time I was talking to my son, reminding him we are on the same team, which is what I want to talk about trying to get to the same place him being a great young man compassionate capable humble etc he shared that my delivery could be improved so I'm working on that but I thought what was interesting is in this post he's talking about the balance you have to strike right where you're kind of being tough on the kids you're trying to like you know whatever and something that helped me which is why I want to bring this up on this podcast is like in particular with the kids and I actually use this exact thing, this same analogy with Ava this morning it's like dude we're on the same team We're trying to accomplish the exact same thing. And you and I have talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but this just really hit home to me with that, that post is that I think once the kids realize, like we have the same goals in mind, like we want you to be the best in the world. We want you to be the most capable, the most loving, the most compassionate, the most whatever. Like, I want that for you. You want that for you we're just trying to work on how we could communicate better to get you there. I think that was a really cool, especially if your kids are like my kid's age where they can kind of relate to that understanding that that really set a baseline. I felt like with Caden where he really like resonated with that. So I want to make sure I share that on the podcast for any parent who maybe is in that same situation using that same tactics. I, I would hope that they're on the same page as me.
0: Yeah. It's for me. Like the only thing that I have, lean on now is my experience as a son, because, you know, my, my, my son's only one year old. Like I haven't had to have those conversations really. um. But like, when I remember growing up, the one thing I remember about my dad that I really, really appreciate is my dad was the most like loving, kindest, like, like never shied away from like, from a hug, never shied away from like really showing affection. But he had like a very, there was a very clear standard though, that if I fell below that standard in how I behaved, how I conducted myself you know, as as a swimmer in school, whatever, like a, a flip switched. And it wasn't that he was over the top, but he was very much like the disciplinarian and stern. And I think that his ability to do both, but just have a very clear, like I knew very well from a young age, like in any facet of my life, when I crossed that line and when I was like teetering on that line, but also like he did a really good job of when I wasn't, crossing that line like my dad gave me as much like comfort and love as my mom did but he was always the one that like i mean i remember there was nothing scarier than if i fucked up and my mom was like i'm going to tell your dad i was like please don't tell my dad <laughs> <laughs> tell my and dad. and you know like that's i'm very lucky that i have that example cuz i i hope to be able to strike the same balance because I'm definitely going to be a dad where like, it's not just tough all the time and like scary and Oh, that's dad. Like I want to be super loving and like always be there for Shay when he like needs comfort for me and doesn't get it from, you know, for whatever reason, like needs it for me and not Ariel. But at the same time, like there's going to be times where the line is crossed and I need to make sure. And this is another, uh, Patrick bed, David, um, Video that I showed you, right? He said that the piece of advice that he got was oh, most Oh, these are
1: controversial. Uh, how about the two I mean, controversial? How about the the one controversial? What you said where the guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll
0: we'll talk about that one in a second. But the the what I was getting at is the biggest piece of advice was like you always have to live up to your threats, right? So it's like you say, hey, if you don't do this, I'm gonna take this away or whatever, like they don't do it, you better live up to what you said, like the the repercussion was going to be. And, you know, there's always like, you know, a spectrum there in gray areas. But I think that what I took away from that, that I do think is important is as a disciplinarian, like you have to like live up to what you're saying are the standards that you're upholding, right? If you leave a little gray area there, I think you're setting yourself up for, you know, not good news moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I think like easy ones for that is like grades, um, they're pretty black
1: and white, but then some of the other ones they get really like, you're right. They, I'm gonna take away your iPad or whatever it is. It's like, well, I'm gonna take it away only when you're doing it, it gets, it gets gray real quick. You sent me two videos. The one was the, the, the baseball coach kind of hating on the dads. What was the other one you sent me? Yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't,
0: I don't remember. I would have to go back and look, but the, the one I wanted to get your take on was there's this like baseball coach and. The funny thing about this video is that the kids are pretty young like yeah. this is like this is like little league <laughs> yeah, and he's like, giving a speech like to six. these <laughs> kids yeah yeah he's giving a speech to these kids and he's like when we're out there on the field we're trying to win and oh, what did he say and anybody he, who says there's no
1: winners and losers like it's oh, he, like <laughs> there's winners and there's losers
0: and then he goes there's on and there's yeah and then he's like and if anyone says that there's no such thing as winning or losing they're a loser. And then it's like, and if your dad is telling you that there's no such thing as when you losers, I hate to say this, but your dad's a loser too. <laughs> and I sent it to you cause I wanted your take. And I, I guess like, I mean, it's a little funny and obviously like, I don't know, especially cause it was recorded on video. If he was saying that kind of like to make a point and be funny or if he's really calling some dads losers, but I have no problem with the sentiment that he has I think the video is just outrageous because these kids are so young Yeah, and like, you can't be calling like dad's losers in front of their kids. Like, I think that that, that is a step too far, but I have nothing wrong with the sentiment of if you're going to get kids into sports, there should be a very clear line of like, we're trying to win. It's okay. If you don't win all the time, like what we talked about with Marcus, right? Like the effort that you're putting in, like that stuff is so much more important, but at the end of the day, like, I don't believe in this idea of just completely eliminating the competitive aspect of sports. Because I think that that's that's what creates the reward of the hard work. Like The hard work should get you closer to winning versus, well, if it doesn't matter, then what's the point of practicing? What's the point of putting the work in? What's the point of getting stronger? What's the point of all these things if there's no real trophy or end goal and everyone just gets participation medals? So I think the sentiment behind the video Is I I I can agree with, and I don't think I would have a problem with the coach like giving a speech like that. Um, But I think that like the way it was delivered, unless it was a joke, maybe crossed the line a little bit. Yeah. Well, you said it to me, and I I, what did I say back to you? I'm like, this guy's a dick. And you're like, I have a
1: different take. I'm like, oh, we got to talk about the podcast. (laughs) But I I agree. Like, look, the the reality is, I think a coach saying, hey, there's winners, there's losers. We have to go out there. We have to go put in the work, etc. I think it's fine. Where I would be like, as a parent, I would if I heard one of my kids coaches say that to them, even though I've never said to my kids what, like, even though I've never said to Caden, like there is no winners. There's no losers. Like I I describe it a little bit differently, but he gets the idea. There is someone who wins. There's someone who loses. That's just the way it is. I would be super, I would be, I would have a conversation with that guy. If I heard him say, Hey, your dad's your, your dad's a loser. I I don't, I don't think that I think that's a whole nother line. And um, the fact that he would be comfortable enough to say that, tells me that he's insecure in himself as it is. Um, but I would definitely be that guy who'd go up to Matt and be like, Hey man, I'm just letting you know, I don't appreciate you saying that. And then who knows what happens from there. Um, but I would definitely tell him that cause that's not cool. You know, I think that kids always need to, they, they need to have a, a guiding principle in their life. They need to have a strong, uh, parents around. And when you start diminishing those parents by calling them losers or whatever, I think that takes away their credibility. And I know this is just one example, one video, one, whatever, but I think it's important that everybody around you helps foster this culture where parents are looked at as people that the kids want to aspire to. And I think they should take that responsibility super seriously. But when others are saying your dad's a loser, it doesn't help that aspirational aspect or that cornerstone of trying to
0: raise good, strong young man, right? In this particular case. One hundred percent. No, I I I agree with that one hundred percent. The one thing that I would kind of add to that though is, if your actions show something to your child, like if you conduct yourself the way that like we talk about all the time, it also like wouldn't really it matter if really the matter. coach calls him loser. Yeah. like yeah. your son should be like, no, he's not. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And I, yeah. but but I think that like that's what you should strive to achieve. Like you should be undeniable as a dad. That your son looks at you and he's like, dude, like you're crazy if you think my dad's a loser. My dad is jacked. He works out every day. He's like the nicest guy. He loves my mom. Like that's what I want Shay to be able to see, and 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 see, so that like someone could tell him anything about me and he'd be like, yeah, right. Versus like if a coach says that and like the kid's like, damn, is my dad a loser? I, I think that that would be a red flag, right? But either way, the coach has no business saying it. But I think that. Regardless of that, you know, we should all aim to be just like undeniable, to be like the guy in our children's eyes. Dude, that's the goal, man. I, that's 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 the goal for me, and I know it's a it's a daily
1: journey that's never easy, and it seems to just like uh, compound, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's
0: a little bit harder. But hey, so is life, Bro, man. K- dude, could you imagine what would Caden say if someone was like, dude, your dad's a loser? I mean, I think he would say, I, th- I don't
1: think it well First off, Caden's pretty quiet, so he probably wouldn't say anything. Right. He
0: me. wouldn't say anything, but he would be like, this fucking guy's <laughs> a loser. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> dude. But yeah, him and I, we got our, we got our own little battles. Dude, lately I've been punting to him and uh, dude, he just wants to try and run me over and he's getting closer and closer and closer every single day. So, but I'll, I'll let you know when the
0: day comes, but it's not going to happen anytime soon tangent on that note though i love whenever they have those videos of like the um the 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 moms who get in pads and have to like tackle their sons at practice like oh yeah that's I like just, a even, that they do dude they're yeah. so funny and it's so funny to see like the athletic moms that like really get after it and like dude, i saw a video like it's d1 it's
1: like a d1, like a d1 <laughs> soccer mom which is, oh, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. it's great. laughs> oh god and then like all the players just like have such a good time oh man that looks fun anyway uh, the other thing that I saw on social media that just on a tangent I wanted to bring up to you, yeah. dude, have you seen these AI-sponsored ads? No, like, the fact
1: that we're even talking about it right now, I'm
0: going to see 10 of them in five minutes. Dude, I saw one the other day. This one popped up. I apologize I a lot in of, advance for anybody listening that's going to get an AI ad now. <laughs> dude, they had one where they made it like it was like Joe Rogan pitching this thing, but it clearly wasn't Joe. Like It's never something Joe Rogan has said, but it was in his studio. It was him talking. And if you really pay attention to it, you can tell that it's not real. But dude, this stuff's gonna get wild in a little bit. Because, you know, for so long, it was like, if you see, you know, you promoting something, a Joe Rogan promoting something, you're like, wow, like they're promoting that. Like, you know, even though obviously they're getting paid to do it, like it's legit. But now that like, you could potentially just like, and the Joe Rogan example is interesting because I know they use them a lot because there's so much, recorded content of him. Like it's really easy to falsify stuff with AI because there's just like an endless library of him saying every word known to man multiple times. So yeah, dude, I saw that video and I was like, that's crazy. Because if you think about what it's going to look like in two years, dude, you're going to see videos of people saying stuff and doing stuff. And like, how do you know? How do you know if that's them or not? Just a trippy thing to think about. has nothing to do with the podcast or what we were going to talk about, but I just wrote a note because it was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, I think I was, I
1: don't know if I was reading an article, maybe I was reading an article and they were talking about how in the future, some people might want to date AI, like they might want to have like a, a, a virtual, a virtual, I think you and I might have talked about this briefly. Like AI can basically make the most beautiful version of what you like find attractive and you could start like dating, like a AI robot who looks exactly what you want, does exactly what you want. Like, Ooh, I don't know, man. It's, 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 uh, weird. AI weird is, stuff, man. AI is a crazy thing, man. I, yeah, I don't know enough about it. Um, I need to do a little bit more research. I have, I have a general gist. I listened to a few different podcasts. I think you and I talked about them before, but like where, um, was it on Rogan? I think it was on Rogan. They talked about AI. And I, I, I wanted to do my basic research to have like a overall, like better understanding. Oh, there was, there was, there was another one with, um, the gentleman lives in Southern California. I'm trying to think of his name, but I was listening to two different podcasts just to get a better understanding of AI as it is. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you don't even know what AI is. You should at least go research it.
0: Yeah, dude. It's (laughs) the more you research it though, man, scary stuff.
1: Well, we got a big week. Um, Obviously, it's coming up. I think this podcast
0: is coming out for Christmas, like right or to right right before. It'll be after Christmas. So this will be on Thursday, the 28th, which means that the Train Hard app launches tomorrow on the 28th.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there's New Year's. And, and then, then there's, there's New Year's, correct. The Def Reset. And then there's everybody listening to this podcast getting on top of their workouts. You know, here's one thing I, I want to talk about with when it comes to the the, the new app is that it's five-day-a-week programs, which is the first time we've ever done this. So, well, I shouldn't say it's the first time, but it's one of the first times. Historically, through the NC Fit um, gyms, we program seven days a week because we're open seven days a week to the general public, and they go into our gyms. And on average, we find that members come in 3.2 times a week on average. But we program seven days a week because we're open all the time because we're running a business. But the programs that we're creating through the Train Hard app are a little bit different. Whereas NC fit is focused on gym owners, coaches, and brick and mortar members. And that's something we're going to really, you know, thrive for a long time to come. Train hard is designed for people who are crushing in the gym. want to act apart, looked apart, maybe they're training at a traditional gym. Maybe they're grabbing a group of friends and getting after a gym. Who knows? But the programs are five days a week with two scheduled rest days. That you can take whenever you want. And the reason why I like that idea is that it allows you to kind of optimize your training in terms of the, the training days. And then also do stuff outside the gym, which I think encourages people to go play football, to go play baseball, to go do jujitsu, to go do something else other than just be in the gym. And this is the first one we've ever done that. So i I've, I'm super excited. About it. I know force has always been five days a week. I mean, excuse me, flex, but the fact that we have force flex and Imam each five days a week, plus with Imam having a dumbbell only version, it's, it's exciting. So I think it gives options to people.
0: Well, yeah. And I think it's doubling down on how we envision people that are going to download this app actually train and how they can actually use this. I think in the past, you know, taking what we do in the gyms, that makes a lot of sense for the gyms, makes a lot of sense for gym owners that subscribe to the NC Fit Collective and trying to offer that to people outside of the gyms has just been a little bit less than ideal solution. And it took us a while to learn that. And and right. I'm glad that we've gotten here, but yeah, like the way that the app is structured now is to cover your bases in any season of your life. Right. And the five days a week just makes sense because even if you're like, Hey, I'm doubling down on training for the next three months have the time have the motivation, like all of that, it's important to understand that that doesn't mean spending seven days in the gym Like, you know, driving yourself in, in, into a hole, like we're not programming for someone that's going to go to the games that might have to do exactly that. If that's what you need, there are plenty of other services that have you covered with that type of programming. What we want to do is make sure that you're training for longevity to be able to, like you always say, like run, jump move load, like be able to act the part when you absolutely need to be able to like react quickly and pull your son out of a bonfire if he falls in. Like those are the things that we're trying to prepare you for versus, you know, like I need to be in the gym every single day. Like we want you to be able to take a BJJ class. We want you to go out mountain bike riding. We want you to spend the day with the kids and go on a long hike. And that should be worked into your fitness because your fitness should be supporting those things versus, you know, it just being the gym for the sake of the gym. Um, And that's why I think it makes so much sense for it to be five days a week now, because this is for people that are using this to train on their schedule, on their own, not for a gym that's running this as a class, as a business, where they don't know when people are going to come in. They might want to come in on a Sunday. Now, this is five days of training a week that you can shape into your week, however you see fit.
1: Yeah. I think what the important thing here is like, we are a piece of like a bigger puzzle of your training. We're just a piece and we're We have programs to support you. We have a community to support you through the podcast, through the newsletter, through social media. But then you also have to take advantage of like your local community and your local resources, like making sure that you're finding connection. And if connection comes through this podcast and you're listening to this, then great. If connection comes through our newsletter, awesome. But I would encourage you, anybody listening, to also connect with your local communities and not to kind of find yourself just isolated, but to find other people around you who do want to train, like last night, it was really interesting. I was, uh, uh, I wasn't taking out the trash. Oh, I actually had some friends over. I was moving the cars for the friends to, um, I was turning them around for the friends and dude, it's like, it's like eight 39 o'clock. And there's this guy just sprinting down my street. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's just getting after he's wearing like a track suit. Like almost like one of those like sweat suits, you know, like the ones that like, uh, when you're done, like, you know, a bunch of sweat comes out. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, brother, keep getting it, whatever. And him and I had connected before because, you know, I had the train hard men's club and they train all the time at my house. But it was an example where like, I saw someone doing something, I engaged with them and now we're connecting across this. So if you're at home and you're getting after in your garage and you're out on runs or whatever, like if you see someone else doing something cool, like go spark up a conversation because I'm telling you that that communities is only going to help you in the long run, stay committed to your fitness goals. Cause now you have other people around you who are holding you accountable or go find a gym. Like. And if you're in the Bay Area, come buy one of ours.
0: <laughs> and that's another nugget that we recently decided to include in the train hard app that I'm super excited about is, you know, the train hard men's club. You've obviously heard Jason talk about it ad nauseum, posts about it all the time. Like it's been powerful for that exact reason. It's getting people together and multiplying the effects of training hard because you're training hard alongside people that are like literally same season of life as you dealing with the same shit might not be in like the same exact chapter, but like there's enough commonality there that you feel like you're like really getting after with people that like get it and every Sunday. So every month is going to have a workout that is minimal to no equipment that is going to be very easy. So that if you do want to get like your four buddies that may not be so into fitness that they're going to like, you know, download the app themselves and have all the gear, like that's all good. But maybe people that like, Hey dude, let's go to a track and get after this workout and do our own version of the train hard men's club there's going to be a workout specifically designed for that so minimal equipment minimal space that you need like you could do it at a track you do it you know bring people to your driveway whatever it is and every month that workout is going to show up on the sunday of every track so you can go in there you can reference it you'll probably get a note from jason there um and you can go ahead and have a little bit of inspiration to go do that even though and i know you'll say this you don't have to overcomplicate these workouts. Like it's really just about getting together with people and getting after it, but we'll take away the guessing and give you an idea every month of how you can go out and just get a cool workout in with some people without needing gear, without needing to be at a gym, just fucking get together with people and get after it. Yeah, man. The The, the fact that people overcomplicate this, it,
1: it baffles my mind because I thought I'd been really, really clear about this. The, the train hard men's club or Create your own women's club is about, just doing hard things to other people. That's it. I don't care what you do. Like the other day I was in my backyard and we have these steep stairs and it just came to me. I was like, why have we not done the stairs? Like these are hard. We should do them together. Like it's just stuff like that. Like the, the inspiration every single week for the men's club has honestly came from my own experiences. I was walking up a giant Hill. I was like, we should run up this next week. That's what happened. I was at the beach, I was like, we should do a workout here. That's what happened the next week. Just certain things that come up in your life, you're like, dude, that was hard. Let's do it. I did sled pushes last week. We had 30 guys show up. Tomorrow we're doing um or Saturday, we're doing a ruck. So that one's not gonna be as hard because I wanted to switch it up a little bit and, and and foster connection. You know it's been I think it's been three months since we did our last ruck. And so I feel like after three months, it's time to do it again because the rucks are a good way to connect with each other. When you're going at it so hard, you can't really foster good communication. So the Ruck, after three months of doing hard stuff, we're bringing back a Ruck. Then we'll do another three months of hard stuff, then we'll bring back another Ruck. And it's a nice way
0: to kind of connect with people. I love that, man. Because the connection is a big part of what I think makes this stuff so powerful, right? Um, it's just feeling like you're not isolated and alone in this kind of journey of changing habits. That's one thing that you know we Um, wrote about on the Never Zero newsletter, if you subscribe to that. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, actually. But dude, it can be pretty isolating, especially if you're like the only person in your social circle that starts doing some of these things, like the comments of like, oh, like Jay's too cool now to stay out late or, you know, like not drinking again this time. Like, even though those things are kind of like in jest, like they do feel shitty and it feels like, man, like I'm alone in doing this. And, you know, everyone gets to this stage in their lives. I think they have to get there on their own time. And sometimes people will be uncomfortable if you're the one kind of like pursuing these things and they're not. And that's kind of where these comments come from. But that's why it can be so nice to join other people that are in that same space of like, dude, I'm starting to take this seriously so that you feel like, hey, I'm not the only one doing this. Like, I'm not alone. But when, when you see that there's more people,
1: right, you show up and there's 30 dudes, you're like, oh. I'm not like that weird,
0: you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We never like, it's, it goes against everything in our nature as humans to want to be the odd man out, right? Like this is deeply ingrained in us because back in the day, if you were the odd man out, like you were being exiled, then you weren't going to survive. Like it's a big deal. That's why we always want to feel included. And we never want to do the thing that no one else is doing. And that can make this so hard, especially now in the holidays, right? Like, everyone's kind of letting loose a little bit. Like people are putting their gym memberships on hold. Like I'll get back to it in the new year. If you're the one person that's like, Hey man, like all good. Like I'll be there for Christmas brunch and whatever, but I'm going to get a workout first thing that morning. They're like, you know, you get the eye roll. They're like, dude, you can't take one day off. That could be the reason why you don't do the thing that you were going to do anyway. Don't let that be the reason. And I think the train hard men's Club is a good way to do that because you'll get a group together that is going to do that. Right? Like You'll do whatever Christmas day, but we can still meet up at 6am and get after it a little bit. It's not going to like throw a wrench in your plans for that day. You'll feel better. There'll be less impact on the stuff that you eat later that day. And there's definitely a group that wants to do that, even though it might feel like a lot of people are like, you got to work out on Christmas too. Like, yeah, I'm going to work out on Christmas too. What's wrong with that? We had
1: a solid group for Thanksgiving. For Christmas, I'll have to see if I can get the approval from the boss. I think that uh, (laughs) (laughs) that one's always like, you know, I would have to do it super early, like 4 a.m. But uh, I uh, anyways, so we got those things going. One thing I did want to bring up and I'm interested in trying this and I don't know if it's the right time in my house to try something like this. So I want to caveat this. I wanted to try a 72 hour water only fast.
0: Oh, you watched the Tim Kennedy video. I
1: watched the Tim Kennedy video plus, uh, Matt O'Keefe was doing it and I was really interested in it, but this is, uh, you know, if I'm being like overly, like really personal about it, I think you have to evaluate if it's the right time in your life to do something like this, given the circumstances you're in. And let me explain. I want to do the 72 hour fast. I think mean, it'd be cool. I want to reset my gut. I want to see if I could accomplish it. I want, that's, it, it seems like a good goal for me, right? Like you with your cold plunge. But, you know, when I even approached the idea with Ashley, she thinks it's terrible timing because right now we're going through some things in the house when it comes to food and needing, you know, Ava to eat more. So like that's so contradicting and so just not the right time in our house to layer in this idea. And so for us, the new year's, we're not doing some restricting nutrition plan. We're not going to go keto. We're not going to go any of that kind of stuff. Whereas in the past, we would have totally done something different and tried it out. I've done carnivore for 40 days. It's just in our household right now, we had to do an evaluation and say, hey, like, are my goals and aspirations going to affect the overall household in a negative or contradictory way? And if they are, we got to take a step back and just and just put that on hold or change the goal. And I, I wanted to bring that up because I think that anyone who's listening who maybe comes up with their own goals coming into the new year needs to recognize that if that's impacting the rest of the household in a in a negative way, you might need to put yourself in 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 pause for a moment and come back
0: to it when the time might be better. Real life example that I, I want to bring up. A hundred percent. And very valid example. I, I I do think that I highly encourage people when they ask themselves that question though, to be like brutally honest about it because I think that like your reason is super valid, man. Like I I, I I, don't think it's the move. Um, I think it would be tough. You know, you're like trying to be like, Hey, you know, Ava, you really have to eat and I haven't eaten anything in 48 hours. It's a little tough. Right. But um, yeah, I just want to make sure that people don't use that as a reason to potentially not get themselves a little bit uncomfortable. Um, Because I think there's a difference from what you're saying, which is like, is this going to be detrimental to some of the people around me versus like, is this just going to make them uncomfortable, which is okay. Right. Like it's okay. If they're like, well, what you're not eating sugar all of January. Like, do you really have to do that? Like, yeah, I really have to do this and you can join, you cannot, but like, I'm going to do this. So, but I, I agree, man. I think that always being aware of like how it's going to impact those around you is, is super important.
1: Yeah, man. I, I think that even, you know, looking back on it, we need to be aware as parents. And I would, I would really encourage anybody with like young kids to think through how you speak about certain things. Like when I did a 40 day carnivore only and you're talking about, Oh, I removed these things. Like you just got to be careful because that lays an imprint into the children's minds for the future. There's a reason why they think certain things are bad and certain things are good. And you just want to be aware of that and the way you speak about things in front of them because they don't have the same reference point. They don't have the same balance. And, um, that's something I'm, I'm learning every single day. And I just, I think that when it comes to the 72 hour water only, uh, challenge, uh, we're going to have to put that off for six months or so because, <laughs> or I'll have to be, I don't know, maybe, you know what, maybe if I go down to San Diego or something, I'm doing like a trip, uh, for business or something, maybe I could do it then when I'm, when yeah, I'm- you could do it then.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I did the 72 hour fast a while, a while back. Um, I'm trying to remember when it was like pre, pre COVID, so probably like 2019, 20, like Yeah. I think it was the winter of 2019. Um, I remember it being, um, it was interesting because I was watching Tim Kennedy's videos about it. And I remember the same thing. The hunger is worse on the first day. And then you kind of like, you almost like level set a little bit. Um, and then you definitely feel different, but it, if it could, potentially gets a little easier. Um, And then you just have to be super mindful of what you eat first when you come back because you can like really trash your stomach and feel pretty shitty. If you just like eat a bunch, you need to make sure that you like ease back into it. But um, yeah, I've heard there's some really good benefits. Um, I don't remember feeling anything like super distinct, but um, I think it's well worth a try, especially if you haven't done it. Dude, I haven't tried it, but it's not the right time
1: for me. It's not the season, the appropriate season, but I will- I will find another, you know, we have the January with, with the the team from Jocko. We talked about this on the last podcast. We have deaf reset coming up. It's 30 day challenge. It's a variety of different things that are going on where you get emails, whatnot. You can go ahead and check out the podcast show notes to join that. Make sure you're also on the newsletter. It's a great way. We're talking about this idea of connection and community. I get your emails all the time. It's badass. I respond to all of them. If it gets completely obnoxious, maybe one day I won't be able to, but that'll be a good day because right now I respond to every single email. Make sure to email us back, right? It's Jason at th.fit, but you can just respond back to the newsletter when you get it. And it's just a nice way that if you don't have that same connection where you live, you can at least get some type of connection from me and Gabe and our vantage point, what we have going on. We also have the questions every month. So if you have a question that you want to ask, just make sure you ask it through the newsletter so that we can get to it for the month of January, month of February, or whenever you end up asking that question. And, um, you know, I would just say, and I'll kind of, I don't know if you have any final thoughts, but like, I hope everybody had a really good Christmas. I hope you guys really enjoy time with the family and, you know, and then kind of take the next couple of days to kind of self-evaluate, figure out what you're going to do and get ready to kick ass in 2024. And I think Gabe and I were talking about this last week, but like, you might've had a great 2023. You might've had a not as great uh, 2023. It doesn't really matter. There's an opportunity when January one hits to kind of like reevaluate your mindset and just put you in a position where you want to grow and whether you're growing from a place of good, great. If you're growing from a pace of bad, that's fine too. But at least you're kind of switching that mindset over. And I know it's an arbitrary day. It's like, Oh, what does January one mean? It's like, you know what, man? We've been ingrained our entire life that when that clock hits, you know, midnight on January 1st, it means something. That's what we've been ingrained in since the day we were born. Every year you celebrate New Year's and it means something to you, even as a young kid. And what it means to me is an opportunity to reevaluate how the year went and let's set some goals and let's get after it for 2024. Every, and that's what that's what it means to me. If you're sitting there you're like, dude, it's just another day. It's like, yeah, well, it might just be another day. But you know what? For me, it means something and I hope it does for you too.
0: Dude, I love that. And I love the message too of like, I, I genuinely hope everyone enjoyed the holidays, Christmas, time with family. You know, as much as we talk about, you know, discipline, nutrition, train hard, and all these things that are super, super important, we do always talk about the fact that the reason that we want to do those things is so that we can thoroughly enjoy the family time, the big meals, like never feeling like, well, you know, I'm not going to do that, or I can't do that because we train hard. We create this hedge that that hedge is so significant that there's nothing we really have to worry about when we just literally sit back and enjoy it. And I think that both are super important and there's no better time like the holidays than to really like go into that season, talking a lot about seasons and and enjoy it for what it is. And then yeah, January, whatever, it is an arbitrary date, but it's a really good opportunity to wipe the slate clean, be like, Hey, we really enjoyed the holidays. Now we get to work and keep building that hedge, making it bigger and bigger. So Love that message you shared, man. Um, On the next episode, I do want to go through some key lessons that you think you've learned in this past year and maybe some goals, things you want to work on. And I can share that too for the next year Um, because I do want to get to that. But I think this is good for this episode. We're good. Yeah, man. I've been brining a pastrami.
1: Oh, oh the pastrami. I'm going to brine it. <laughs> the return it. of the pastrami. <laughs> dude. I've been brining it for three days. I got like four more days to go. So I'm doing a seven-day brine. And I got to let you know how it goes on the podcast. Next episode, I will let you guys know how the
0: pastrami turned out. And if yeah, it's bro. at all, I just, got, I just got pastrami deja vu. You literally talked about the same thing last year, bro.
1: Pastrami. Holiday the pastrami. Trip?
0: I get it, man. I get it. You were very happy with how last year's came out. I was. So right. this year we
1: got to get it even better.
0: I love it. That's your goal. That's it. Lesson learned (laughs) from 2023 and goal for 2024 is a better pastrami. (laughs) That's it. Well, I hope everybody listening,
1: you and your families had a great holiday. I hope you guys have a kick-ass 2020, uh, new year's and, uh, make sure to check out the podcast show notes for all the different details. And most importantly, dude, that app is dropping. We've been putting in work for a long time to get this ready. I mean, I would say it's a culmination of 20 years of training. Go check it out. Whether you're a force a flex or an Imam uh, person, we got you covered. So let's keep getting it. We'll see you again next week. Let's go.